those who were involved in making it come to life. Join us as we go. Behind the door. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door with the Grey Rooms podcast. I am your host, Brooks Bigley, and with me tonight is the voice actor of Season 3, Episode 2, David O'Steele. David performed the main character of Adam Alexon in our latest episode called Last Bout, written by Jordan Vaughn. How are you this evening, David? Fantastic. Happy to be here. I'm really happy that you're uh, you're here too. This was the um, this was the feel good blockbuster movie of the summer that we didn't <laughs> we didn't actually get to see it in the theaters. Yeah. I, what did you think of this story? Uh, it was fun. It was fun. I really enjoy, I guess, the visceral feel of it, like where I can really get into the character. I can imagine, you know, the whole thing from the from the locker room. And I can I can kind of imagine the smells when he talks about that, the detail of the writing of it, and then uh, and then walking out and the crowd and it kind of, I can really get into it. So it's 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 really hands on in my mind. So I, I have fun with that that kind of story. Yeah, it was really high octane. Like you just you just feel like you're just dropped right into this 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 ruckus going on, and, yes. and you can just feel your your energy, like you're huffing and puffing. You're ready to go. Your your adrenaline is spiking. Yeah. Um, Truly, be great beginning to a uh, to a blockbuster uh, event here. Now, <laughs> what do you have against zombies, and why are you always trying to kill them on the show? <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny. Yeah, so uh, now was was this a different writer or the same writer? I don't, I didn't really. Well, this this was uh, Jordan Bond. Uh, he's a different writer from Ice Station Bravo. That was okay. Written, yeah, um, by Arthur Unk in our first season. Yeah, you I don't also know. I, killed zombies. That's right. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just I guess I'm I'm stuck. I'm I'm you know what, what do they call that when they get stuck in the casting? Oh, you're typecasted. It's typecasted, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess, uh, but it's 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 all good. You know, I like uh, all the different roles in the, in all the shows. I've been able to do audio dramas, voices for. It's fun to do the different characters, and that was just I guess the first one that I did and type, and then this one's the same. So it's yeah, it's all good. It's it's fun. Well, you have a very commanding voice. I feel like um, you, you wouldn't play kind of like, um, forgive me for the lack of a better word, a weaker character. Okay. Um, you're def- you definitely portray this really strong individual that needs to get through something. I mean, you were, mm. you were such a badass soldier in um, Ice Station <laughs> Bravo. And yeah. so it was natural, I think, like David O'Steele needs to be, you know, Adam Alexon in this story because he's a badass and he's just fighting zombies again. So, you know, yes. Yes. Just, just repeating the gray rooms. Right, right. How, how do you like feel that you prepared for this? Because I know that in your personal life you do martial arts, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been doing it forever. I mean, I started boxing when I was eight, and my dad taught me boxing down in our gym. Um, I remember on the wall he had black uh, spray paint. It was power and no pain, no gain, and you know, it was so it was kind of crazy. He was he like got into powerlifting. Of course, I was too little for that, but we had a bag, and I used to hit the bag down there, and then got into karate uh, when I was fourteen years old. Fell in love with it. Uh, I used to play football, um, some other sports, and I quit everything. Just karate, martial arts became my love and passion. And um, I've done karate, tung su, shotokan, uh, tai chi, uh, yang, and uh, and uh, chen styles, uh, Korean sword. Uh, I just started wow. jujitsu. Yeah, I just started that. I'm a white belt in jujitsu. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, and uh, so I had a, my own martial arts studio for four years uh, in 2000. And uh, so, I'm actually... So you teach. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Train and teach. Absolutely. And so over those years, even when I closed my school, um, I still teach. I still did private lessons on the side. I did some uh, like adult education classes uh, at colleges and, and high schools, uh, women's health defense courses, like an eight week course kind of deal. And then uh, actually, um, we're getting ready. I have a partner. We actually already put in a bid for a, a location. We're looking at opening a studio again. So I'm really excited uh, about uh, reopening a karate studio. Uh, of course, it's kind of weird with the way things are in uh, you know in the world right now. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that you know things will get back to normal in, in some fashion, and we'll be able to teach. So it'll, it'll be spectacular. So, so would you wait until kind of after? I guess we get a hold on this pandemic, or would you maybe do like an open studio situation? Yeah, um, it, it, that's all up in the air. So I, we have some, it's actually pretty cool. It's an old church. It's built in the 1800s and it's a two-story brick building. And um, so we have some work to do in there, renovating. So it'll be a few months of that, uh, just getting it prepped up for, for teaching. And then uh, hopefully things will get kind of back to normal. If not, I'm sure we would probably still open up if we're able to, you know, and just do what we have to do to, you know, keep everybody safe. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, things will get back to normal, you know, with the vaccines and, and, uh, uh you know, less, less, uh, people, uh, being affected by it. So we right. shall see. Yeah. It's just all up in the air. It's, it's not a hundred percent. If we have to wait though, um, it's fine. We can, I mean, we have a real good, it's, you know, talking about finances, but we got a really good deal on it, obviously, cause it's an old church. Um, so, and actually was pretty cool is there's a cemetery as well in the back <laughs> yeah fun. and that's why we got such a good deal but it's kind of neat and we're going to continue to keep the cemetery like, so, you know from the 1800s people from the civil war you know are buried in there it's pretty wicked uh, I well, love it's it. very history history is, oh. is built into that that's pretty cool it's amazing yeah <clears throat> and, and you get a cemetery discount for it basically <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so so you're a man of discipline then like this is your, your whole life has really been around the discipline between mind and body like does this help yeah. you uh, kind of within your work in the podcast industry in terms of just the constant needing to record and send things and read things like how, how does that help you with podcasting? You know, I think, um, it's just the creative side of me. Um, not even the discipline part of it, like, cause I, I turn that on and shut it off. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not that disciplined in everyday life as far as, you know, like, like, um, you know, like getting my homework done when I was in college, you know, I'm not disciplined to sit down and study or do that, that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just like, you know, I can easily procrastinate and do all that. But when I put on my uniform, when I go out, I'm very disciplined. It's, you know, like when I teach, it's very strong, kind of like military style, you know, calling everybody to line up. And, you know, when I bark, bark my orders and I use a very commanding voice, you know, when I teach a class outside of that, I'm very different. You know, I'm quiet. I'm not, I'm not loud. I don't, I mean, I do, I do get loud when I get excited talking about things, but um, so, but I think it's more of the creative thing. That's actually how I got started in, in doing voice work at all. I mean, I was a DJ for many years, and, you know, I was in musical in high school, and I was sang in some bands. Um, but then when I stopped DJing, it was actually 2013 or 14, and I needed some kind of creative outlet, and I knew about audio. So I said, yeah, I, I just happened to hear a commercial for something. It was actually the... Um, uh, 
gravy for the brain. It's at, they're out of England, but they, it's, they uh, do voiceover training to get you started. So I said, oh, you know, let me do that. I got some cheap thing to start and try it. So I started doing voiceover and I started doing some jobs and I uh, did a couple audio books and just to, to get going with that. And then learning about that, um, I started, I found podcasts just, you know, on a whim. I have an Apple and I never knew what a podcast was, but 2015 is when we, uh, myself and my kids, you know, we got into podcasting, it was just kind of a natural progression. So, and what was that podcast that you started? A quest for magic and steel. So S T E E L E. Yeah. So it was a D and D Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which, um, which has, I mean, gosh, so there's like four years of, of shows, a lot of fun. Uh, my, there's six of us, six characters. We do character voices. My daughter is the game master. She runs the game. And we ad lib and she did it's improv. And so we have she has a general idea of every time we meet and she starts us out and takes us on a journey. It's guys we're playing the game, Dungeons and Dragons, but you hear like our voices as we do as characters. So we'll she'll say, Okay, here's what's happened. You know, you're going to um this house and you're walking down the street. And then we just start talking. You know, I just go to my car, Oh, hello, I'm gonna go down here. I found that oh, what is that <laughs> over there? You know. And then somebody else has a weird character voice and they'll jump in and do their thing. And then we interact with each other. It's pretty neat. So we kind of just as lib what we're doing. And then she reacts to us. And then whatever we do, she changes. So she doesn't have a full plan. So it's a lot of fun. It was created as we go. And that's, we have shows all the way up to this year. I think February, March was our last show that went out this year, just because I, I moved out. So I'm not, I'm not there to, to push everybody to, to get recording. So, but hopefully she'll get back into it. Now, do you do you all record in the same room together? Like it's it's we being did. recorded live. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So down in the basement, I set up a studio, um, and we just put moving blankets around. Like I, I made this little mock wall, and I have a six channel uh, mixer, um, uh, Behringer mixer, and uh, we all have headphones and mics, mic stands all on the table. So there's six of us around, and yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Like our first. A couple episodes, you know, I changed mixers because I was brand new to it, learning how to do it. The first, I remember our first recording, and it's actually up. It's our episode zero, and uh, we're all holding the mics. We didn't have mic stands, and you hear, you know, I did a lot of editing, so you can hardly tell. But you know, we're banging it and <laughs> kept making all kinds of noise. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, that's so really cool, run. though. The the synergy that would would exist by sitting in the room together, you can kind of see oh, each gosh. other and really into it and vibe oh, off of yeah. each other. I mean, I couldn't so imagine- good. Yeah, I mean, you could ad lib from different locations together, but yeah, being in that room together—that's that's perfect. That's without great. a doubt. Yeah, eye contact and knowing, like, kind of you kind of see when they're done. A lot of mm-hmm. times with the online stuff, you're you know you kind of talk over each other, and even if there's a little lag, so there we were able to really just yeah riff off each other and looking at each other and and being as actors too, like from doing stage acting too. There was a couple of us, like a couple of my kids weren't that good at it you know they kind of learned as they went but two of the people you know did stuff did stage work and it was really fun we got really into the characters and were able to really um uh, create some cool stuff so it was a lot of fun yeah that is very cool so then when after you you know felt successful with putting out that podcast when did you first kind of start acting um in podcasts okay yeah so uh gosh what was the first one i mean i created arc city um and that was that was my first audience. I think that might have been the first one. Um, yeah, because Arc City, uh, I wanted to, after doing this show, Quest for Magic and Steel, 
I just had in my mind uh, that I wanted to have my own audio drama, something that I could do where it wouldn't be a lot of work. So I was going to do everything kind of myself. So I wanted to be the main character and have it where my initial idea was I was going to find, like I have a Zoom recorder, you know, the one you carry around. I was going to have it where or he finds a recorder. It's like in the future or something. And and then I would just record everything myself. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, what is this thing? And how's it work? And it's, is it on? You know, like just kind of pretending, you know, that, and it's just me. And so I could easily yeah. create that myself, um, you know, write a script and do all that. And then I don't know where it would go. Some kind of futuristic apocalyptic thing, you know, and uh, maybe there would be zombies. I don't know. But, you know, some kind of thing where like the end of the world thing happened and I wake up and not knowing what's going on and trying to figure it out. So I had a friend of mine that did a podcast as well. Um, Adam Christopher, he used to do the after six podcast. Um, which you can still find, but he's on hiatus right now. But anyway, he, he had on his Facebook page that he was a writer. So I reached out to him. This was a couple years into my Quest for Magic and Steel podcast. And we were friends from his show. And so I said, hey, I see you're a writer. You wrote on there. Uh, any interest in helping me write a script for this? I want to do this endeavor, you know, this this thing. It wasn't even called Arc City at the time. And uh, he's like, oh, my God, yeah, I would love to. It would be awesome to, to create with you guys. Um, so we just went from there. He was amazing. He wrote the scripts for two seasons, actually, um, and uh, just really cool. Put it in script format for me for, you know, entrance, you know, exit, sounds, and different voices, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if that was answering your question. I'm starting to uh, ramble. <laughs> oh, no, you're you're not rambling at all. You're I, I love yeah. this. I listened to your first season when it actually came out. I was familiar with you before um, Copperheart oh, came out fantastic. Or, or around the same time. And I was sad because season two hasn't come out yet. Or like you had some kind of yeah. pre-season episode something. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be so great because you left it on yes. such a cool cliffhanger. Very um, much so. Yeah, and we actually, it's crazy because Graham Rowett actually comes in season two. And I have his lines. I have his recordings for all season two. It's, uh, and I have everybody's lines. I have um, a bunch of people, really good people um, that recorded already. But I just dropped it um, because I ended up getting hurt. I hurt my back at work, and then I, I actually had a car accident. I was oh, out no. of commission for a year, almost two years, really. Um, oh, gained wow. a bunch of weight. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. So at home with the Magic and Steel, I was able to continue that because it was just, you know, we sat around the table. My daughter, you know, had to think, and I could just act as my character. And then the editing for that was pretty easy. Whereas the audio drama, as as you guys know, that, that are working in the audio drama field, there's a lot more work, a lot more yeah. details, a lot more moving parts. And I just was just not into it at the time. And of course, Adam, the, the writer, he yeah, he's always bugging me. He's like, oh, man, when are putting that out? Because it's so awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I ended up putting out um, uh, season two, like a half of episode, um, edited it and, and put that out. So it was just the beginning of, of episode one. And then I just uh, haven't done it. But I have it all. It's all in the can. I just have to uh, take the time to do it. Yeah, so I hope and we'll be able to continue with it in the future. I too. thought you had a – it was a great, unique premise. I like the setup. Yeah. So, like, I can see, like, from the, the making, you know, behind the scenes, what you're saying where to keep, like, the character in a single environment or a single yeah. space and then revolve around that. That gives you the opportunity to keep the production light. But yes. also, as you said, you can monologue so that you can give even a better – you don't need a second person in the That's scene right. to vibe off of to describe the, the, the settings. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. 
And then it even kind of like when Copperheart came out, you know, and then Jack is up in his tower. I was like, wait, yeah. this is so familiar. This is kind of like, you know, David O. Steele's setup with Ark City. So it was, I think it's really well done when when a story is told that way. Yeah. Uh, just the character having a chance. Because you're by yourself. Of course, you're going to talk to yourself out loud. Yeah. That's yeah, great yeah, yeah. for podcasting. Great for podcasting. Yeah. yeah. So what, so speaking of, how did you get into Copperheart? Because holy shit, that is one of my favorite uh, podcasts yeah. besides the Grey Rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael and I were, were friends in podcasting world when I started. So he started the same year, 2015. I don't know if it was a little before that, but he, his show came out just about the same time as Magic and Steel. He had the Steamrollers podcast, That's which is which is kind of like a D&D. It's an RPG kind of game they play and he records. And so I, I got on social media and started becoming friends with all these people in, in the podcasting world and, and RPG role-playing games, uh, basically. Him and I hit it off. We'd email back and forth. We did promos for each other's show. You know, he had a promo that he made for me, and his his he has like a robot character, Ravi. That would I think it was that was his name. But anyway, he would you know have that, and I'd play it in the beginning of my show. It's kind of like an intro. And then my whole family and us, you know, we did stuff for him, like for Christmas or holiday shows. We'd record a little something in our voices. And so anyway, so for a few years there, I mean, about four years, we we had that connection. And then I saw that he was, I saw him posting about this Copperheart, this new show he was doing. Uh, I think I may have, may have been doing the Ark City, so I was, I was still busy. And I, I don't know if that's when I got hurt, but I didn't even try to audition for his, for it, uh, just because I had too much going on. And then um, when I didn't go out with Ark City and I saw he came out again after he started recording, that he was looking for another character. And he was looking for the the heiress character, uh, computer type. He described it as kind of like the the computer on uh uh what's that movie 2000 space odyssey oh yeah um, hal yeah hal correct something mm-hmm. like that but a little more uh, life to him not quite as as dead yeah you weren't evil either <laughs> yeah correct yeah 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 and so anyway i said you know hey let me let me give it a shot it'd be fun to do i never did that before so i sent him over a um little uh audition and uh, I was surprised, you know, I, I, I didn't know because I, yeah, I figured he had tons of auditions. And he even told me he had, you know, guys from overseas and some cool accents. And, um, and he loved my rendition of it, wherever the way I read it. Uh, he just he said it was amazing. He as soon as he heard it, he knew that was it. And he actually was thinking negatively initially because he knows me as as new new as this this goofy character from our Magic and Steel podcast. And so he's never heard me. Um, and plus the Ark City heard that, but so he wasn't sure how I would be able to pull it off, but he, he enjoyed it. So thankfully, you know, and actually too, it's funny voiceover work. Um, I've only done a few voiceover commercial jobs and it's hard. I've done tons of auditions and you do it and you're kind of overthinking it and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this is what they want. And so you're really trying to get exactly what they want. And, and then you kind of do things that aren't what you really would normally do. You kind of go out of character yourself. And and you try to give them what they want. You know, they want this kind of sound. And so you kind of do something that's not natural to you. So with 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 that, you know, when I when I did the audition for that, I kind of did it just the way I felt I, it should have been heard. And then he thankfully, you know, he liked it. So and that works that way, too, with with the other shows, you know, it's just like try to, the, the best ones anyway. When you try to just do them like you would as yourself, it's just easier that way. Well, like the authenticity shines through. Yep, you're, for sure. You're not just reading off of a piece of paper. You're embodying yeah. the character and then putting that into the mic. So I think yeah, that right. listeners right. can always tell the difference between a script reader versus yeah. an, an actual actor. It's portraying yeah, the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So if I can ask then, like, what do you have a method for like, so you're, you sat down with our script for this story. How do you kind of get, it's a cliche question, but how do you get into character? Like you, you can't see the other people. There's no set for you to yep. vibe off of. How do you get yep. into that mode? Yeah. And it's funny too. Like, I, I don't know. I just find that pretty easy. Um, and it's actually, it comes, it goes back to the martial arts as well. In a sense, uh, I, I do meditation as well. And I remember teaching, uh, teaching people about how to meditate and there's, there's class and I can give you lessons and take you through the steps of how to, you know, blank your mind and how the things, certain things you could focus on to help you come to that stillness and quietness. And then at some point it, it's easy. Like now, if I just want to meditate or stand, I do standing meditation. I'll just take a deep breath and then let it out. And then whew, I'm like gone. It just takes one second. I just, because I've done it so much and practiced, it's just, it's just gone. I I just go right into it. Kind of the same thing I get. Well, not really, but in my mind, it's almost like I read the script once to kind of just go over and say, okay, this is what's going on. I just read it straight up. And then the next time I go back and read it, I just, okay, this is, well, as I'm reading it the first time, I try to get a feel for who is this guy, you know, or girl, you know, whoever that is, who is this, you know, what was their life like? You know, how'd they grow up? You know, like with him, he talks about his, I think it was his uncle or, or his father, I forget, it was his father or It was or his uncle. uncle. Okay, yeah, uncle. so, so you know, I knew it was a family issue, family dynamic, and, and so there's, he's the, the kid, you know, they always, you know, uh, kind of um, judge him by the person that came before him. So, you know, there's some angst there as well. So I kind of think of that, and I think about, you know, in this world, it's probably rough. He's a fighter, a boxer, so he's going to have that kind of little attitude. Um, maybe not be well-educated, so I don't have to worry about really um, watching how I say words and kind of let it be a little more slangy, in a sense, um, and let, let the the um, the dialect come out a little bit and not worry about it too much. Um, so that, that's how I do it. And then and then I go back and read it and try to just fall into the character. And I, I have an easy imagination that way, and I don't know if it's just... I, I think some people, maybe it's a gift. Like, it's just some people can do it easier. Um, and, and some people have to really work at it. Like I hear actors talk about it sometimes, um, you know, they have to do a certain thing to get into character, but it seems pretty simple for me as far, as far as that's concerned. Like I just kind of, after I look at it, I can put my head there and just, and just yeah. pretend, you know? So. Yeah. I've noticed the, the reaction to that question. I, I've asked so many different times that some people, like you said, some people, it's just so intuitive in them to just do it. It's just part yeah. of their being to act and to absorb it. And then there's other people that they go through like a six part process to yeah. really get yeah. into the character. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that anyone is acting better than the other. It's just no. your method. It's your way of holding the paintbrush against the yeah. paper, basically. Yeah. Totally. So we all get the same art. Well, so speaking of your imagination, what do you think that hideous thing was at the end that ultimately killed you in the story? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a regular zombie. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I just take it for the way it was described. It was it was just a bunch of dead people and things, maybe even some animals that they pieced together like a giant um, kind of uh, Frankenstein in, in a sense. Uh, but but so many different parts. It might even have been some animals. Like I can imagine like a you know like a like a lion leg or an elephant leg in the front, and you know um, just bigger guys like a sumo wrestler chest and you know different arms coming off, and then he said multiple limbs, so you know different ones, maybe you know a, a horse, you know leg, you know just just all these different things sewn together, and that's why it had the the heads would be like this beast head as well, maybe even like a, a even a lion or something like that. So I just picture this mangled mess, and and I think I saw a movie before or something like that, and I kind of just picture 
picture that this big giant blob of all these different parts put together. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, my first listen through, I really kind of got like a video game vibe of like your character yeah. just, just going go. through each level and then you hit the final boss and damn, bro, yeah, you forgot yeah, to yeah. put in the cheat code of invincibility. Yeah. So he killed you. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. But, uh, yeah. but it was a really fun, you didn't have to like, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative way. You didn't have to think about the story. You could just enjoy yeah. this story. You didn't have to like yeah. piece back. Oh, that's what that guy said. Right. In the scene. For sure. It was just a forward progression story. Just a badass mm. act. Um, Actions. Yeah, which some of the great stories are, you know, great room stories. It's you have to really think. It's it's a lot going on. Yeah, this okay. one was just straight up, and it, it grew and grew, and then oh, he's dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, what did you think of uh, what did you think of Jason's uh, production of the whole thing? What do you think? About oh my gosh! Yeah, compared so to good. Ice Station Bravo, I mean, geez. Oh my! I mean, even that though, that was so amazing. I mean, just but this one was cool because the story, you know, when you do it, and I did it a while ago, and it's been so long. It's been, I mean. Gosh, not a year, but I mean, months and months and months ago. And, um, and so I forgot about it. And then, and then I, I got a, you know, hit up from you or somebody else or, or Graham said something. And, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And then hearing it when it, I was, now I was getting excited. I kept looking for it, you know, on, the, on my podcast player, seeing it was come up. And I was thinking, oh, what was the name of that? I totally forgot the name. <laughs> and then uh, when I finally got to hear it, it was really cool because the, the sound scheme and, 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 and the and, and the the environment of it oh my gosh it just came to life so much mm-hmm. better like like that's if i had that it would be even easier to just get into character you know with all that and it was just perfect like that's what i pictured in my mind you know the even like the, the locker room was wasn't as loud and then once you opened the doors you heard the, the, the crowd a little bit and then it got louder and louder and then the announcers just add to, to the flavor and then talking about that beast at the end the, and i mean the sounds of the squishing and the zombies but that beast yell at the end when the beast screamed you know it was like oh it was perfect it was like this animal roar <laughs> really mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. very so good and jam's music too like he just he just dials in so well to each episode he does not have this formula of like the sameness each episode to get through it like he really distinctively defines the music uh oh my gosh what's going on yeah and you know what too it's it's so like you mentioned that and you're like i'm like oh yeah there was music it's like it was so part of the environment Mm -hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't even remember the, the details, but now I'm I'm thinking back. I remember that, and there was changes, and it, it helped to build up that. You know, as it got you know heavier and heavier in the battles, that the music changed and and, and became stronger. And yeah, yeah, amazing. And I think that's the best kind where it doesn't like you're not just oh my gosh the music like you're only focusing on that. It's it's even better when it's that underlying thing that just makes the world. Yeah, right, so right. Cool. Yeah. What did you think of Cassie's artwork? Oh my gosh! Did she do? Did she do both of those? Like the one was the fighter thing. I guess that came out before the episode. She, well, she, she does Super all cool. of our artwork. Yes. Um, so cool. Yeah. So she did that with the fight, and then uh, Graham uh, animated this one. Um, you can kind of see we we do all kinds of crazy different types of artwork, but um, he did the animation for. Uh, you can kind of see the boxers breathing a little bit with some lights <laughs> yeah, scoping yeah. in the background. So we we try to throw everything we can into this to just make it truly an entertaining podcast. Oh my gosh, we so animate good. our artwork. Who the hell else does that? I know, <laughs> so good. And it's what I love too. Anytime I see something, I try to you know share it and save it and send it out. So it's it's so cool. Oh, I've seen you on the social medias. You're awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you out there. You're very proud of this, and that's awesome. We're we're really proud of it, and it was yeah. amazing to have you do this. You were you. There was nobody else that could have done this. I think better than you because you just have that feel good vibe of just going into it and just messing up each one of those zombies in a, in a very entertaining <laughs> way. It was really great. Cool. I appreciate it. Do you have like any recommendations for? Other people, because we hear a lot of times, you know, I want to get into acting. I want to try this. Mm. People love podcasting. Is there anything you could recommend um, aside from just starting your own podcast? How how can you get into podcasting as an actor? Yeah, okay, specifically as an actor. I mean, podcasting in general, um, anybody can kind of do that and start. You know, there's all kinds of stuff online where you can learn. Just grab a, a pretty inexpensive mic and some headphones and, and try it. You can try it for free. You know, there's, there's, there's some places you can host and, and you can get the free software to record. And I suggest doing that. And even if you're going to do voice work too, either way, um, just start playing around and recording your own stuff on your own and do it. You got to do it. Cause a lot of people talk and even doing anything creative, you know, Hey, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. You just got to do it. You know, jump in and try it. You don't ever have to post that stuff. You can just have fun doing it. And you may even start, um, like I did, I started before podcasting, I started doing the voiceover stuff and, and I mean, I just started from, from reading books to my kids when they were younger, reading the Harry Potter series and just doing the voices. I just love doing that and acting stupid and, you know, and, and trying to, you know, get louder as it's building up and do, doing my own audio drama, just, you know, reading a book. And that was kind of fun. And then, um, to really like get in and do it, um, you can, Start your own podcast. It can be just you talking about something. It could be a five-minute thing. And you could put that online and, and see if you get some people to listen to it and, and start you know, sharing it. Um, if you want to get into the voiceover side of it, um, like Gravy for the Brain, that's a great place um, where you can – they actually have courses you can take, teach it. They have courses you can pay for to – to, to learn how to set up a good sound room on your own, what, what mics to get, that kind of deal. Um, but they actually have voiceover video courses you can take, and that's pretty cool. It's, it's not that expensive. I'm sure there's even some free stuff on YouTube you could, you could get um, to actually learn some skills because there are some techniques that you have to learn to, to be decent at it, um, to have the right mic and, and use the right mic technique. And, and as far as recording, and your sound room is real important you know, for, for keeping that quiet. Um, and editing and all that good stuff. And then if you if you continue down that road of, of voiceover stuff, you can do you can do audiobooks. That's not that hard. I mean, the work of it is incredibly hard, but it's easy Lots to get in. Recording. Yeah, the ACX is a great place to do that. Where Amazon owns that, it's for Audible. ACX, I think, dot com. And you okay. can go in there and just sign up for a free account. And there's people that are writers that they want to you know put their book out or might even already be for sale famous writers down to brand new people just that no one knows and then you can audition for for their book they need people to read them and that's how i started out i did a couple and uh my my one my first one i did is still out there it's um gosh what is it called um no i'm not gonna remember right now Uh, but you can probably (laughs) find it david Steele. you could probably search me david o Steele. Uh, and uh, but that one I know is out there on Audible, and it, I listen to it and I cringe because uh, it's the first one I did. And uh, Every timing, does. I don't like. Yeah, but it's fun though; it's still cool. But that's a good way to do it and practice. Um, okay. And and uh, but basically just practicing and doing it. Even you, you do it for free, just doing it on your own. 
Uh, you have to practice to get into it. And then on Facebook, you know, you find groups like the Gray Rooms, you know, you listen to those shows, you know, you, you, you type the hashtag audio dramas and you find those things, um, the shows. But on Facebook, when I did Arc City, um, I would needed some characters and I didn't have anybody to pay, any way to pay because it was brand new. I need people to, to, to read for me and do a couple parts. And then I, I found a friend um, through that or through actually local. And he, he hit me off to, um, I think it was audio. Gosh, I'm going to forget now. Maybe, maybe you know what it is, but it's audio drama something group on Facebook. Well, there's so many. I mean, we're, we're a part yeah. of many ourselves just to look yeah. for new authors. Um, I mean, there's a dime a dozen. So there's a great one. But anyway, there's a great one. And there's, there's audio drama auditions, I think, is one. And you can actually you go on there and just try to audition. You know, you, you, as you're playing with the audio stuff and recording, you make your own little reel. It doesn't have to be professional. You, you could do some different voices, just reading stuff, even from a book, whatever, and, and post that. And, and, and if you see somebody looking for voices, try out. And they'll give you a script and, you know, you go for it. You just have fun with it. And that's how you start. Yeah, and and to, to reiterate something you said earlier, too, I think it's really important that you, not you, but the person puts themselves into that. Act. Instead of let me act something I think the way people want to hear it, like you were saying earlier, be yeah. you. And that yeah. will shine through. And then that's what will people say, I want that person. They, yes, they totally. It. They're authentic. Totally. And so. speaking of people, we were talking about how actors get into the role that I'm not that good at doing things that aren't more natural to me. And that's where a, a true actor would really, you know, use their skill and their art where they can kind of do something with their steps that they take to go into that character. If it doesn't feel real natural to me and something that I could actually see myself doing myself, it's a lot harder for me. I have to have something where I could just kind of make it my alter ego in a sense and, and be more realistic. That That's the ones that are easier. Yeah. That's interesting. Like adopt an alter ego so you can get through a, a scene yeah, or something. Get for sure. Part. For sure. Yeah. I mean, acting in podcasting can be just as, as challenging as acting in front of a camera. There's, Heck yeah. You're still acting. You're embodying something that you are not. Yeah, and uh, sometimes and harder. Like you said, like you said, you're not with someone you're, and it's all in your head. It's Whereas you're right. acting behind the screen, at least you have another character in front of you. You're dressed in the part. You know, that helps a lot. You're doing mm -hmm. stage acting, same deal, which I know Graham's done a lot of. Um, that is a little easier, I believe, than st just standing in a booth and making it all in your head. You know, it's a little more right. work. Right, right, right. It's all it's all challenging. It's all rewarding. It's all definitely. Yeah. Oh rewarding. my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what do you, aside from like martial arts, you don't have to reveal your day job because we all know you're Batman as well. Everyone that comes on this show is Batman, <laughs> in, in my mind. So, don't tell me what you do during the day, but. Like, what kind of hobbies do you do? Like, what do you do for fun when you just want to relax or when you're interested in something outside of recording and working and all that? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, I love reading. Uh, so I have, I have like, man, maybe 10 books that I have that I, I, I find myself jumping from book to book unless it's one that just hooks me, which there's a couple series like that where I'll just, I'll just stay on that one book until I finish it. So that's kind of like my side thing. I have books laying all around, books at work, books here. Um, and, uh, I, I'll just grab a book and read. That's kind of a go-to easily. Um, I do have five kids. They're all older. Um, two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them are, are in the military, so I don't see them that often, but the other three, I have two grandkids as well. Um, they're amazing. So really, you know, my grandkids, my two grandsons, they're both under a year, but they're just so much fun. And what a blast. Yeah. I, I just love yeah. kids and, uh, You're a family I get to, man. 
Oh my gosh, big time. So, That's and now, you know, I don't see my kids as much cause they're so busy and older. Um, uh, but I can steal my grandsons and I make, you know, I sleep, they have them come over and sleep over and I get to <laughs> just, just have fun with them running around chasing them. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I have two daughters and my, um, my parents love to take them from me and it's always a weird feeling cause it's like, Oh, you know, I, I want my yeah. kids with me all the time, but yeah, for taking them away for a few hours. Yes. I need, is, yeah, I need yeah. some me time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you miss them and then you can't wait to get them back. And then you, just, yeah, you can't cool. wait to get them yeah. back. Please bring them back. Yeah, man. Kids are, yeah. Kids four, are awesome. four girls and one boy. Yeah, so. Oh, poor guy. He uh, had to fend for himself <laughs> with all those girls. Oh, I love That's it. awesome. I love every minute of it. So are you working on anything new, any new projects <laughs> coming down the pipe with your name on it? Uh, well, yeah, we didn't mention, too. Uh, Mandible Judy is another one that, that I did pretty recently. Season one is out. Uh, Mandible Judy. Um, really, really cool concept. It's a thriller. It's kind of like the Grey Rooms type uh, stuff. Um, short episodes, um, there's a whole ensemble cast and, um, yeah, who else is in that? It's, it's on the tip of my brain right now and I cannot remember who else is well, in there. Gosh, I'd have to look at the list. Uh, but I know, I know Graham has a small part. He, he, he jumped in, uh, later in the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, some really good voiceover artists. I mean, that sound great. I mean, I, I don't know them personally. Um, but just amazing characters. And when I hear it, cause when I record them, um, it's just me and the producer and, uh, um, it, it, and he's actually does the music and everything. Um, glow mag is his, is his, um, uh, username. Um, but we, um, we record and it's just him and I, so he might read the other lines and I'll do my part. So I don't record with the other actors, which is, which is weird, you know, but then you, you hear it back and it's just amazing and these these people are so good i'm just honored to be with them but anyway we just we just recorded like last week we did uh season two is coming out soon so okay okay well we'll make sure to put a we'll make sure to put a you know links in the show notes for all of this yeah so please people can can uh find find those um what are your do you have any social media accounts maybe if someone was interested in following you and any kind of public stuff that you do yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, steelempire.com. Uh, I haven't done a lot of work to it this year, but it's, yeah, S-T-E-E-L-E, empire.com. That has links to my voiceover stuff, to um, the podcast that I do, Arc City and Magic and Steel. And they all have their own websites as well, but you can find them there. I'm on Facebook, David O. Steel. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, David O. Steel. Um, uh, our other, our still empire accounts backwards cause we couldn't get it. It's empire steel <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> but they all link together. And, um, um, I guess that's it for social media. I'm on Instagram as well, but you know, just, uh, but you can find me, you can find okay. me through really still empire. I have links to, we have a YouTube channel, not, not much on there. Just some of our audio podcasts are up there, but okay. that's about it. <clears throat> Well, and I have one last burning question for you. Like, no. does the O in your name, is it like you're like Superman's man of steel? You're just David of steel? Or is there <laughs> something behind the O? Yeah, no, yeah, it's my middle name. Uh, and I, every time I, I, I get asked this question, I just hear my mother yelling at me. She'll use my middle name, yeah. But it's, uh, my middle name is Orlando. So ah. she'll say, Orlando, David Orlando. She'll yell at me. <laughs> We're always in trouble when our middle name's involved. 
and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a scoop. I've talked about this once or twice before, but this will be a scoop for you guys that a lot of people don't know. But da- so David O. Steele. So Steele is not my uh, birth name. Um, so my actual name is Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N, David Benson. And I actually just started some social media stuff with that because with with the um, B opening up a martial arts studio um, for – uh, full time here coming up soon. So David Benson, I'm Master David Benson. Uh, so nobody knows me as David Steele uh, locally. Uh, but when I got into voiceover in 2014, uh, I thought David Benson. I thought, you know what? Eh, that's okay. But I want something really catchy and like edgy name. So <laughs> Steele is a family name. It's um, it's my dad's middle name, and I actually it's my son's middle name as well. Um, Steele. So it's a family name, and I said, you know what? I'll just take that. So it'll be David Steele, um, keeping it kind of family name. So that's my moniker, my stage name, David Steele. But actually, you can also it. find me as David Benson. So <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew there was something behind that. And like administratively, when we're writing out things like show notes or just stuff, people yeah. will leave out the O, like you know, on, on my team. And I'll always try to put the O back because I always thought like, well, he always puts that O out there everywhere I see his name. Yeah. So it's, I knew, it's clearly well, important. <laughs> yeah. And I think, well, the reason I did that is because social media, there was already a bunch of David Steeles. And there's actually already an actor in England or uh, he might even be a voice actor. He's David Steele. And he was pretty uh, popular. Um, he's a big IMDB. He's got a bunch of stuff he did. So I didn't want to have to battle with him. So when I did my social media, it was David O. Steele. Yeah, that's the only reason. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, thank you for joining us tonight for this spectacular pay-per-view sporting event heralding the <laughs> end of David O'Steele's boxing career. You should have worn those gloves, man. <laughs> I, I, appre- I appreciate you taking the time to sit with us, David, and to share your world with us uh, here in the Gray Rooms. My pleasure. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Um, I guess the the biggest thanks also uh, goes out to our fans and followers who listen daily and spread the good word of Bob. I mean, we, we do this because you love it, and we hope you're proud of us. So have a wonderful evening, and remember to eat all your vegetables. Hashtag stay gray. Good night, folks, and bye. Join us each week after every episode for another edition of behind